Hello, fags, and welcome to another episode of Normal But Not As We Know It. My name's Adam Jacobs, and this is the podcast that asks the question, how new is our new normal, and what is new worthy? Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Normal But Not As We Know It. Are we still saying that the normal is not as we know it? I think at this point it's officially normal now. <laughs> it's COVID normal. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting a bit of COVID out of my lungs. Normal. Well, no, I don't think it's COVID anymore either. I think I think people are starting to not uh, even remember that term. Yeah, what even is COVID normal? Are we, are we even there yet? I think What's actually the difference between COVID normal and COVID safe? COVID used to stand for there used to stand for something, you know. It used to mean something. COVID, but mm. it doesn't anymore. And the, uh, well, it was an acronym at one stage. Mm. What did it mean? The C standed for Corona. O standed for all all over the world. Um, C-O-C-O-V, standard for very bad. Um, COVID. I standard for, it's not me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm guessing that D stands for dangerous. <laughs> well, of course it does. Everyone needs to know that it's dangerous. Is it dangerous? It is dangerous, isn't it? Mm. Oh my God. You kind of notice that something has gotten normal when an acronym is several months on, now spelt in all lowercase. That's, uh, yeah, well, well said. When, when, at the start, we were all treating COVID like it was a like it was an acronym. Now we just say it's it's like a, a word, isn't it? Well, it's become normalised. Yeah, hey, so hey, normalised, yeah. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. But I, I tell you what's a clear indicator is that mm. when you use speech to text like Siri or whatever, Mm-hmm. Siri will will spell COVID with a capital C and the rest of the letters lowercase, just as you indicated. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't but do that. Doesn't even do that. Siri's doing a even Siri's yes. doing a similar thing now. It's yes. a word. It's not an acronym anymore. It's a word. It's like Qantas. Exactly. Qantas is a perfect hmm. example. Those of you who are playing from overseas and you may not realise Qantas is not just a made up word that Australians came up with one day because we thought we should start an airline. What it did was it was actually an acronym was then for Queensland and Northern Territory Air Services. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Qantas. It's like Anzac is not just some strange word that we came up with. Yeah, that's... Thought, how are we going to explain New Zealanders and Australians fighting together against the Turks? No, it stands for... Australian New Zealand Army, Army Corps, isn't it? Corps. Corps. We say okay. Corps. Well, it's not spelled that way, but that's what we say. Hmm. Is so, it spelled corp, but we say corps? Yeah. Okay. Now I, I know. I think so. Isn't it? Army corps. Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah, it like yeah. the word colonel? It's spelled colonel, but it's said er, colonel. Colonel, er, can, can. Now, well, if you're Australian, you say can, colonel. <laughs> Colonel. Colonel. It's a C E R. Colonel. Aussie Colonel. Colonel. That was terrible, wasn't it? It's probably also a breach of copyright. Colonel. That's beautiful. I love it, mate. I love it. This is why I'm still single. Still. And look at you now, Tim. You're an absolute mess. You're in lockdown, living by yourself. Yeah. In Box Hill. That's, that's that's where I am at the moment. That's everything. That's everything a man could possibly want. I'm in the middle of Dumpling City, and <laughs> I love dumplings. You love dumplings. But I'm not, I'm not allowed to go out and buy dumplings because oh. we're in lockdown. All the shops are shut. It's just like this is the definition mm. of, of hell. So there is no dumplings. There is dumplings. It's just most of the places are shut, and I couldn't be stopped going outside. Oh, so what have you had for dinner tonight? Nothing. Uh, today, I actually had a uh, piece of baked beans on toast and another piece of toast with Vegemite because I'm classy and I like to change it up. Two pieces of toast. But you, yes. you within but that, they had different things on them. That's right. Because I like variety. Within the constraints of that situation, you still manage to mix it up. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, yeah, what, you have to. You have to surprise yourself. When it comes to doing anything resourcefully, you sp- go to Tim. He'll mm. Look, if you've got a script... That needs shooting, he'll find a way to turn it into a horror movie. He will. It's no <laughs> hesitation. 
and with effortlessly if you've got if if you're an actor and you want a part he'll find a way to make you bleed or for your <laughs> head to fall off or or something horrible horrible to happen to you with it with is very little money spent on the special effects which means <laughs> most likely you're going to damage most of the clothing that you own because <laughs> um that fake blood you use i tell you what it doesn't come out in the dry cleaning mate it does actually it actually did it actually did Oh. We used to on another scene um, with another girl. Um, she got all stained with blood, but apparently they could wash it out. Because ours was, I'm trying to remember the mixture. Was it uh, water, cornstarch, maybe some food coloring? I don't know if there was honey in it as well. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about It was right. very washable. Mm. Well, all those things independent of each other wash out. But when yeah. they come together, something, uh, something Apparently happens. they washed out. Something happens. Well, mm. I used a jacket in one of your films. I used a jacket. No, that wasn't your film. Was, you no, were that just was in helping. another one of, yeah, one of my friend's films. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember the one now because you were playing the lead role. Uh, should I? Should we film in on what the film was about? Oh, I've forgotten what it's about, so maybe. Okay, so the, so the film was called Bottomless Pit and it, was a, it featured two criminals. Oh, yes. You were one of them um, who broke into a house to steal a painting. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of mild double crossing. I'm not going to say who because they both kind of double crossed each other. Um, you ultimately got stabbed in the stomach with a piece of uh, china that was smashed. I did too. Um, we used the same recipe for that. The blood never came out of that one. Really? Yeah, but I used the wrong, I, I used my jacket, which was a suede jacket. I don't know why I used that. It's because mm. it's one of those things where I never wore it. It was like a moleskin thing. So I never wore mm -hmm. it and I thought, oh, well, this will be a chance because it's not really, it wasn't really my style. I, I picked it up at a time when I was in a transitional period stylistically and it was... In comedy? It was attitudinal. It might have been, actually. Mm. Most of everything I do centers around that, doesn't it? It was just pretty centric of me. I won't go into it. But mm. so I thought, I'll wear it for this film. Why not? It's perfect. It's beautiful, mate. It's beautiful. And then it got stained with the syrup, and I can't. Yeah. You can't wash it. You can't wash it. You can only. I want to say I'm sorry for that, but you know, I'm not sorry for that. No, don't be sorry for that. I mean, I kind of, I wouldn't mind it if you were just a little bit sympathetic. Okay, Adam, I apologise on behalf of production for staining your jumper that you gave us permission to stain, and also tear at one point. Yeah. I think stab, stab. We made up this very. Ill productive squib. Yeah, something tells me that this, this it's suddenly sounding less like an apology and more like a you have no one to blame it's but yourself. Like it's slowly your fault sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the way I'm that you I'm blaming you entirely, just so you know, because Well, can I say sarcastically? <laughs> thanks sure. for the apology, Tim. Oh, thanks. You're very welcome, Adam. I, I love your sincerity. It's just like I've been waiting for years for you to be sincere with me and <laughs> now finally it's uh, I feel the warmth. <laughs> All Coming right. across. We've got to stuff all this argy-bargy. I've accused you of everything <laughs> from taking the heads off babies to, 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 to shooting, uh, turning everything into a horror movie. And when it really what I was trying to do in the first instance was to explain, Tell to, me you love me. explain to everyone how, how in incredibly uh, interesting a person you are and that uh, you should find, you should, you should reach out and connect with Tim. Yeah. Because, this, because this is not only, be my yeah, not sorry, only is he a, a horror movie uh, exponent. He, I don't just make horror movies. No, but everything you make becomes seems a, to be becomes yeah. a horror movie. Well, yeah, I don't know yeah. if, if if you make horror movies or if everything you make becomes a horror movie. What's the difference between those two? I think everything I make becomes a horrific nightmare for me in the end. <laughs> that was good. That was funny. But you do stuff for church, and that's not horror movies. That's all. Well, no, but that that's that's parables com and community stuff. service, if anything. That's you. You are held to a different standard because God, <laughs> yeah, you can't exactly God. you can't exactly do a lot of graphic violence and swearing in a church thing. Not that I don't mind that, but uh, I, you know, I wouldn't mind an opportunity in whatever to kind of branch out and be a little bit more extreme. I'm sure you would. I mean, in any domain where Tim is central to the to the creation, to the to the momentum of the project, you've you've got to want to have at least a vein open, some sort of spurting of blood or something. Oh yeah, and at least so, one used the c word. And the 
the Bible lends itself to a lot of fairly graphic kind of, um, you know, like there's the there's the big mm. dude and the little one, David and Goliath. David and Goliath, yeah. That surely there'd be some scars. Like both of them would have uh, walked probably. away. Well, with... David decapitates Goliath at the end of it. Is that what it says in the Bible? I think so. Oh, I just thought he gave him a big left hook with his right well, heel. There, no, there was uh, okay. Uh, David killed Goliath with a slingshot and threw a stone to his forehead. Goliath fell down on the ground, either dead or unconscious. Either way, it doesn't matter because David decapitated him, so he was deathly dead after that. Well, you have to you had to decapitate back in those days because mm. they didn't know where life, where the life was living in a person. They didn't mm. know about the heart, and they thought that the the life existed in the head or something, didn't they? Well, I don't know about that, but they wouldn't have been entirely wrong because if you do cut someone's head off, you do kind of kill them. Well, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, well, we've got to make sure. It's not like they were being macabre or, yeah. or, or queer. Are you sure it wasn't just like a creepy just to hold it up? Because maybe there was a sense of macabreness about it. Oh, would have been a trophy factor to it for sure. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, it would have just been purely, you know, like a, a guarantee of sorts. That mm. the the act had been completed uh, as 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 written down as as the brief the days de- before determined. mobile phones were invented, so you couldn't just take a picture, a selfie of you with the corpse. You had to bring physically bring home the head. That's true, and it would have. And if you had brought home a foot or something, the people would they would have gone. Oh, it wouldn't count. No, they could they could still hop. You know, Goliath could, could maybe his Goliath is no longer Goliath, but he's hopping Goliath. Yeah, that, in many ways, that's worse. Off. So hopping Goliath would be worse because if he yeah. loses his balance and falls over on top of someone's hut or something, a splat. Yeah, that, exactly. That you have to build your house again. You'd have to like three little pigs. Maybe it's where the story of three little pigs came from. From a hopping <laughs> Goliath, hopping, hopping Goliath. around like a madman. And they used to call him the Wolf Man because he used to hop like a well, wolf. So the Wolf Man? We, w- wolves don't hop. Is my point. Yeah, wolves don't hop. Yes, exactly. Well said. I'm glad I, you agree with me. Wolves don't hop. <laughs> Are you saying dogs do hop? No, no, no. Yes. It's, of course is what I'm saying. Of course. I'm just trying to... Because wouldn't you say that like all four-legged creatures wouldn't <laughs> hop? You know, if a dog is kind of walking on its two back legs, because some of them can do that, they don't mm-hmm. really walk. They sort of do hop. They kind of bounce a bit. So maybe, maybe... Isn't that jumping if it's two legs? Maybe the big bad wolf was a one-footed Goliath. That's the point mm. I'm trying to make. It remains to be proven one way or the other, and I'm sure that those uh, Christian scientists out there who are interested in that sort of thing will write uh, a journal entry into their um, chronicle about the viability of this point. I'm sure but they will, and that's what I'm concerned about. It's a bigger question that we're able to answer right now, Tim, because I have a question for you, mate. Mm. What, what, how are you going? Oh, I'm doing well, bros. Thank you for asking. Is it? That is, how are you doing? Well, we don't really have the shutdown or anything here so much anymore, but in there, mm. down there in Victoria, because I'm in New South Wales, folks, in case you didn't mm. realise... And, yeah. But down in Victoria, they've been shut down for seven months or something. It's ridiculous. Uh, since maybe late, I want to say late Ju- late July. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so Feels. Shut, shut down then sort yeah. of ease restrictions and shut down again. So, yeah. but it's coming to an end again. Well, that's what we think. Uh, Dan, we were hoping for that. And then Dan Andrews said, yeah, we're just going to hold off on, on this for a bit. Just, just for a tad. Just to make sure we're safe, because there was a slight outbreak in the north. Outbreak in it's the just north. Like, it's just like you can't have nice things because people get annoyed with lockdown and then break the rules and then we get sick and then that we don't get out of lockdown and people wonder what's happening. It's just like, come on, you idiots. What is don't, happening? Don't do this to yourself. You asked for this. Yeah, I suppose some people some people are very much in their own community, though, and they have don't have an accurate idea of just how big the problem is or or its ability to affect others, mm. so they behave relative to their own understanding, and mm. unfortunately that's ill-informed. So, all right. Anyway, you're bearing the, the burden of all this, but you're light at the end of the tunnel, and you're doing okay. Uh, trying to, yeah. I'm just uh, hoping for the day that I can meet up with people, new people that I've met online, also just... 
just work, make a decent amount of money to pay rent and pay bills, and uh, just using church activities, video streaming, just to just to try and bring some sort of meaning into this crazy world. Oh, it sounds beautiful. I mean, it sounds challenging and difficult, but beautiful as well. I appreciate that. All right, and that's how you are. And what about the latest? What's the news, bro? Come on, fess up. Oh, the news, the latest. Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess when nothing really changes, you don't really have any latest news, although I w- will say one thing. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh. No, I'm going to leave this very vague, mm, okay. only very vague. I don't want to say too much about it, just right. mostly because there's nothing to say. And, and also I want to give you the opportunity to roast me some more. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Long story short, uh, I guess lockdown has prompted me to explore the idea of internet dating. Oh. Now, this would be something for, I would imagine, Someone mm-hmm. listening to our mm-hmm. to our little story here. So you're now. Let's just give a bit of context. You're coming yeah. at this for as someone who's never, never dated, never, uh, never years old, dated, never dated, never had a relationship, <laughs> never been in love, and now I'm trying to ask myself to do what is virtually the impossible. Wow, that means you got to have a profile. You got to say something. Well, I did. Yourself. I signed up for Tinder uh, a couple of months ago. It was. Mostly, I'd been thinking about it for a while, but one night a group of friends and I were just like, "Let's do it for a laugh." Oh and then I thought, God. "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue doing this to see if, yeah, because it occurred to me one one night that um, I bet it did. It it occurred to me one night that you look, you don't know unless you try. You don't know unless you put yourself out there and dare to fail, as many artists have coined that term, dare to fail. It is it is a confronting thing, and sometimes mm. artist type, creative type people believe they are challenging the boundaries of what they what they're able to tolerate. Mm. But then they don't really; they're still playing a, a playing it a bit safe. Mm. Whereas well, I suspect with this decision, that it's quite quite something quite quite very much something different for you. Well, it's different for me in a lot of respects. Not only am I going out of my way to try and see if I can find someone um, who might be interested in me, but we're, yeah. we're also talking about uh, female gender. And we're talking about me trying to meet new people, which I suck at. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised I have any friends at all, to be honest with you. Yes. Well, I've, I've constantly, whenever we get any more than 22 minutes into a conversation, which is just the time that we've been talking now. it's it's still you talking isn't it yeah uh, i'm i'm the kind of person who likes to be quiet and just listen to people talk and uh, i'll maybe say a couple of sentences just to make you go off on a run again indeed but the one thing that i does occur to me at about the 22 minute 39 second mark is uh why we are friends like it's a very good point i do Mm. i do question the validity of our um of my contact with you because there's mm. something about talking to you for too long that, that makes me go a little bit insane, which, um, so I fully understand how it's difficult <laughs> for you in, in more than one way and mm. probably more so for those people who are lucky enough to, to, um, yeah, it's horrible for them. Start, isn't it? Yeah. Start the conversation and think to themselves, God, why did I do this? Well, now, that's the thing. The, Sorry, point, the point is this, Tim, mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's taken you this long. Mm-hmm. Because, as I've said to you many times before, and I've said it on this podcast, yeah. you are a very interesting person. Well, that's the polite way of putting it. No, you are. And all that crap I'm saying about how intolerable <laughs> you are and, and, <laughs> and how do I turn this conversation off, I <laughs> I belong. I, I live for these moments when we can chat because... The ingredients of you are unlike any other person that I have encountered. Oh, you that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, bro. Probably the most unique person besides myself, of course. Okay, now this is starting to sound like an insult. That I know <laughs> you are. You have just a unique combination of interests and uh, and abilities. So, bloody good on you. Okay. Thank you, bros. I appreciate that. It's true. It is we'll, true. Uh, we'll see how it goes. 
Well, I think you're going to have to, you have to persevere a little bit mm. and you'll have to find someone who's pretty uh, curious and mm -hmm. probably a bit interesting themselves, I reckon. Mm. But you, well, we'll you, see how we go. You'd want someone like that anyway, I am you? very unique, so we're going to have to find someone who's super unique as well. Exactly. You're not, you're not going to, how would you go with someone who's, who's kind of wandering through on the main, main, the, what's the word when you say someone's in the mainstream, the mainstream of life, it's not really going to be your the kind of person. Of yeah. I mean, unless their personality is really awesome and they can tolerate someone as weird as I am, um, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to be a mainstream type person, which is no offence mm. to anyone. Mm. No offence. Who is mainstream and lame and a conformist? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> whoever you are, I don't mean any offence by it. But you, yeah, you're going to need someone who's a little bit uh, interesting. Mm. And that's exciting, isn't it? Well, it is exciting. It's also terrifying. Um, it's like, how do you venture off into doing something that you've never done before? Well, what do you see as being the major challenge, really, like in terms of the uh, details? Okay. Um, there is one concern, and actually you might be able to help me with this. Oh, hello. Um, how do you define the difference between in love and merely being friends? Because the amount of times I look at things online and I go, okay, I type in articles – how do, you, how do you know if you're in love? And the amount of th times, you know, you read points and you just think, well, I do that with my friends. How is this any different? So well, at what point do you, you know? Well, love, firstly, is a, a, a construct that's a more or less a consequence of the need we have to be socially interacting because there is no other way that we can help to continue the species mm. so love and i can be quite uh quite analytical about this if you want me to which i'm sure you do when i you, mean yeah i mean the, the, the floor is yours mr mr jacobs oh, that is okay? that is why i do these podcasts so so what is love well love is logical and also stupid at the same time and that description has problems, and I realise that for a very good reason. Because love is primal. It's endocrinal. It's instinctual. It affects mm -hmm. us physically. Our hearts beat faster. We sweat. We become less predictable. We feel that love resides in the heart. And that is a lie. Love is <laughs> a survival tool, Tim. <laughs> And activates the body to respond. Love primes uh, me to protect my daughter, for instance. That's what love is. Essentially, it creates beautiful problems and provides beautiful solutions at the same time in a never-ending, disconcerting, imperfectly closed loop. You may wonder, how does it ha help the human race that love should be so full of contradictions but i say this like the universe itself love is perfectly imperfect constantly seeking equilibrium humans should never seek to be balanced instead you should seek to be well adjusted so in that way you are seeking to find love over and over and over and over and over and by adjusted i mean tolerant and by tolerant i mean patient and by patient i mean with yourself and by you i mean that part of yourself that is designed to enable social interactions. So I'm talking about self, self with a capital S. Be patient with yourself. It is your brain's instrument for understanding survival. Love is like the metal detector that self uses to source connections that have one person, one purpose, to encourage the continuance of the species. The instrument that is love will become less effective if your search does not include this criteria. Do you understand, Tim? It's about you wanting to make a future. And if you've got a sense of that, there's a good chance it's love. I am. I listened to all of that, and I am still confused as to why we never did a sequel to our film Random. 
Because <laughs> that, that sounds like a piece of dialogue from a dream sequence. Yes, it is a little bit psychoanalytical. <laughs> yeah, people should watch that, actually. Those of you who are listening right now are interested, you should go to YouTube and search what? I think it's random. It's a small town thing. Random. It's a small town thing. It's on YouTube. Thank compliments of Tim through David Mitchell, who we're talking to tonight, folks. He's posted on there in two parts. So there's a first No, it was part one part. Oh, you put a whole thing up in one bit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think it was the post two-parter thing. Oh, that was YouTube, after that. Which is nice. Oh, it is nice. It's very mm. nice. And it's it's an interesting film in many ways because we didn't shoot, we shot it with nothing. And we, and if Tim did all the editing, it was a big job. And the shooting. It, it was perfectly easy until we got to the animation filters. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did which, would be, which would be fun to do again because I've wanted to experiment more with the idea of, you know, shooting live action and then putting it, you know, converting it to uh, a cartoon filter. But I'm talking like shoot on a green screen and then do all the other stuff in post, stick an animation filter over it, have more control. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be like a... A, a lot of work, but it would be fun. And it's a, it's a CG option that's available. Mm. Yeah. Or close to CG. Well, what I liked the best about that whole sequence, in terms of the editing and what you did, that whole film, I mean, mm. is the sequence where the, the character, and I forget its name, I forget his name now. Jax. Well, no, no, the other character, he does the sword fighting in the Oval. Ooh, oh, okay, Ben, I think. Yeah, Ben character. That yep. was great the way that you did that because you had you added quite a bit with the blood splashing on the screen and and all that and this guy's just fighting himself and and mm. talking and doing the monologue. That's great. That worked really well. I thought. Yeah, because this film is sort of uh, what? Let's go surreal. Let's go surreal because I can't think of the right word. Abstract, surreal, metaphorical. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Good. It moves yeah. between a reality and and. Fantasy without non-realism, yeah, without any or hyper-realistic, and that's not it. Yeah, it, it's not hyper-realistic. There's no sense of it being um, a, a trans. There's no transition between the fanciful and the and the and the real. Mm. We're just but the characters are just. Uh, it's very much like you're in the heads all the time of three different characters whose thoughts are more or less wandering constantly. Mm. Uh, wandering kind of in the same direction, however. It's weird. But I, I say it's weird because I want to feel good about it. Because it is weird. Yes. It's a good kind of weird. It's a good kind of weird. And there's a big dream sequence in the middle where uh, the main character... I think I had a massive breakdown. Me several mental blanks and breakdowns just editing that scene alone. Oh, that was a big one. There was a, <laughs> there was a lot to consider. Because there was a lot of... The character just stands there and listens on the phone and there's no... Mm. And he gets all these strange voices, which are essentially dimensions of himself, talking about how to make sense of the world. And he just kind of, yeah. It, it, uh, I don't like <laughs> thinking about it because it's just like, okay, what filter haven't I used? What filter am I going to put on now? <laughs> oh, that was hard. That was hard for you. And you did fantastically well. Thank you. Mm, Thank you so much. Anyway, I should watch it again myself, actually. I watched it a little while ago and it got to like 35 minutes into it. And I looked at the time and I thought, God, it's been 35 minutes? For some reason, <laughs> it just goes really quickly. I don't know why. I guess it's because I'm in it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. i just looking at myself. Did, did you just it. skip all the other scenes just to your scenes? No, I watched it from the beginning. <laughs> I guess it, cause it just sort of creeps along and then it then it just gathers, gathers space, pace. And then, and then there's all these little quick monologue things where people just rattling through all, all their internal mm. nonsense, uh, like flat out, and then it slows down again. And then, so you never really have a proper sense of time. So it means that you do rockets along a bit, strangely. You know what's funny? You're in that movie, but IMDb doesn't say you're in that movie. Doesn't it? It's a it's a different Adam Jacobs. Oh, does it does it link to the Broadway singer dude? Yeah, because because uh, what happened was because because you and I were talking like when we first met, and you talked about this film that you had made before. So I went online, found a profile uh, with that same sort of uh, entry on it. Uh, thought the picture looked a little bit weird, a little bit different. I was surprised that you had done Les Misérables in New York. Like, that's <laughs> impressive. 
but uh, never questioned it until several years ago. Um, oh, we'll have so, to yeah, edit. Can I, we edit I it? Prob- well, definitely we can edit. I should. I just need to get around to it. Well, you've got another mm. IMDb page sort of floating around somewhere because you did another film called, was it Wish? Oh, did I? I think I yeah. did. Yeah. We went to, uh, what, what's the film or art college uni in, in Melbourne? The VC, not VCA. Oh, VCA. Yeah, that's Is right. It? Yeah, you did that. And we went to the screening. Uh, we did too. That was strange because mm. I, was, well, I was cut out of that, most of that. Well, it's because they cut the film in half in the end. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that she didn't get to put in for some reason. Mm. That was weird. Yeah, mm. that was an interesting time, those times. Wow, <laughs> how I've grown since then. And same with you, Tim. That's how you've grown, mate. So anyway, let's. how much success have you had on the online dating? What, do you, what sort of um, um, action look, are you really getting? Want to, I don't really want to say too much because uh, I don't want to ruin my chances and uh, obviously we're still in the middle of the story. I've, I've seen a, I've had a few matches, uh Talked to a few people, met a few interesting people. Um, one of whom I did go on a virtual date with oh. on Zoom about a month or so ago. Um, I think we're hitting it off. Oh, you're but, hitting uh, it off. Well, them's who big knows? words. Okay, okay. We we uh, we enjoy talking to each other. Let's just say that. Oh, um, that's so sweet. It's kind of encouraging me to be a little more conversational or. I mean, which which is kind of a good thing. It's it's. It is. I've noticed because I can't get a word in. <laughs> it's forcing me to draw our conversation, uh, which is nice. And I like people who can do that. I like to listen, but I like people who can, who can somehow encourage me to talk. Well, good because I think you've got stuff to say. Oh, thank you. I just I just don't trust the sound of my voice. It sounds. I stammer. I'm slow. I feel like I slur. I sound like a loser. Oh, do you really? That's your perception of I yourself. Do. No, not at all. You speak quite well, I should think. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. You probably your thoughts are probably going so fast. You're probably so gifted uh, linguistically and in terms of your um, perception of the world. Look, that, I tell that you, myself your mouth, that your mouth can't keep up with all I tell the, myself all the that brilliance. all the time. Excuse me, I'm quiet. I'm talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You get, you continue. I'm sorry, Your Excellency. Please, your, please don't hit me again with the cane. Your 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 brain is your mouth is struggling to keep up with all the brilliance that is spewing forth. <laughs> That's the truth, Timothy David Mitchell. And I, silence. Silence. Oh, it's beautiful. Spit of silence. It's lovely. It is. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's from Pulp Fiction, isn't it? Silence. Don't you hate that? Uncomfortable silences. <laughs> That's when you know you've found someone very special, when you can shut up for a couple of moments and just enjoy the silence. Well, I enjoy, I enjoyed that silence. I wasn't stressing. Because, I mean, in these terms, we would refer to it as dead air. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work on uh, radio and podcasts, does it? It doesn't really work in television either. Well, no, it doesn't, but it's still nice when it does happen. Sometimes it can be just a nice little bit of tension. It can be effective. It can, and and necessary too. Mm. But I don't have a fear of there being silence between us because it's not awkward. Like, it Mm. must be when you're on the date. That's probably why people, you're probably finding yourself being uh, challenged in that way because there is no, the the silence is now awkward. Maybe. Well, that's okay. I just, I just hate talking about myself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No. Well, what do I mean? Yeah. What do you? What do you? What do you, tell what do you talk about? You, you talk just kind of hope that someone talks about something, and then you just try and and riff. I just try and use the uh, the wit I think I have, and all the uh, the lessons I remember that I've learned from the comedy workshops that you and I used to go to quite a bit. Yeah, there's some good tricks in that for sure. Well, not mm. tricks. They're what they are is they're just tricks of the trade. They're ways of you getting out from behind yourself and also out of the shell a little bit. They're not tricks. We're not sort of game, well, gaming are. stuff. We're just sort of finding ways they're to make techniques. it easier. Yeah, techniques. Yeah, 
I used those tech, some of those techniques uh, a day or two ago, actually. I uh, mm. I went to an online birthday party for a friend, and uh, he decided, okay, we're going to do a roast. So uh, here's a <laughs> form. Submit your roasts and uh, roast me to death, and we'll read them out anonymously. And I submitted a few, and it was just like it was. That was a great opportunity to sort of like stretch those muscles again, use the things that you've learned. So it's just like, okay, what can I say? What can I what can I lead into? What comparisons? What images? What can I turn on its head? Yeah. And then yeah. what can I build on some of the other things that have been said? It was it was an amazing experience. Yeah, for sure. Remember when, remember when you used to come to my roosts? Oh, they were great. I was I was <laughs> always, well last time I did it I was the MC. You were. And I Were you ever the headliner? No, I was the headliner. Yeah, you always wrapped it up. Yeah. But um, that <laughs> that last one was really good. That was heaps of fun. Because I knew uh, who was going to be there, so I just got stuck into to everyone. Because you do a lot of prep for your roasts, don't you? Well, yeah, I've got to write the ideas down. and Because mm. like you were just suggesting then, it's an opportunity, isn't it, to mm. stretch those, uh, those, those abilities. What's harder for you, coming up with uh, jokes, standard jokes for a set, or roast material? Well, roasts are easier, I think. If you know the person and the context, it's I've been involved in roasts before where mm-hmm. we've kind of drawn names out of the hat and we've had to roast someone. And then what what we actually did was we relied on them to provide a kind of profile of their life and answering mm. some questions so that you could get a sense of how it is you can come at them. But... Mm. The problem with that is that you end up, uh, you and that other person end up being the only ones who sort of know anything about about each other. So mm. everyone else is still ill-informed. Yeah, but isn't it you could isn't it your your responsibility to sort of inform the audience? And by doing that, you could still find new material. Well, absolutely, so. absolutely. Like it's not hard to say. Well, you know, it's, we all know that Tim. Um, is, is living here in Box Hill, and and uh, you know I won't say the joke because it's it's actually no no do it do it do it oh, okay. no, no, no no you can you can you can Facebook it to me <laughs> well you've done it you've heard them all before anyway but but like it's not hard to say okay th- this is how I establish where Tim lives this is how I suggest it maybe some stereotypical kind of dimension that's not difficult it's not difficult to do that. Mm. But roasts do seem to work better when, when you everyone else is sort of in on the joke a bit. Mm. You know what I mean. So that's that's where I was kind of like, it, it was good going and doing it with you because it just seemed more authentically part of the roast. I mean, I'd sort of say stuff to people in the audience when I do a set that's kind of very roasty because, mm. but it's it's about really obvious stereotypical things. So they're kind yeah. of like jokes you could say to anyone. Well, that's not mm. a roast, really, is it? Because you're not you're not uh, isolating a person's life and and things that is relate to them. Is there a difference between roasting someone and having fun with someone? Well, there's there's roasting and then there's responding to a to a heckle, or there's roasting and then there's audience engagement, which yeah. is I think they're all different dimensions. But it doesn't mean those those Venn circles don't cross over and and make up uh, an interesting pattern because they mm. do for sure. But a roast, a roast is a roast, you know, you're going mm. to say, right. So it's much like it works. Roasts work well at birthday parties, for instance, like you just said, you know, because everyone sort of knows a little bit about the person and they can buy in on on the, the joke and it's and, and, and all the impact it's meant to have. Mm. So that's what, um, but yeah, I like it. I do like roasting. I've, the ones that I've done with you have actually been more, authentic roasting experience than I've done in other situations because uh, we're all speaking to the... To to strangers. To strangers about strangers, which is weird. Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting thing to reflect on all that. It's a a fun thing to do. Yeah, for sure. So, but anyway, in your uh, vulnerable moments, you were coming up with witticisms and repartee that's, uh, for whatever reason... In my vulnerable moments. <laughs> ma- manage, managed to keep the interest of a uh, of a member of the opposite sex. Is that what we're suggesting? Uh, I, f- I have no idea anymore. 
Oh, come we'll on find, now. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? Well, I guess we will. So there's going to be another podcast where you'll give us an update. Is that what you're suggesting? I, I don't know. Um, how long did it take for us, us to get this third podcast? <laughs> it's been a little while, hasn't it? Too long. It's been a while. Too long. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll post Too long. One. Too long. As well, uh, my neighbours would say. <laughs> indeed. Well... So that's 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 the, that's the news in that in that direction. But you're still mm-hmm. you're not going to work or anything like that. Still, I can't really. It's just like if you when you work in conferencing and events in a state that's been locked down, uh, you can't exactly do much. No, that's true. You can't. Yeah. Mm. So, but they still still got you kind of on the books, so to speak. I'm yeah. I'm still on JobKeeper, and uh, I at least get all the uh, the work WhatsApp notifications. Okay. So yeah, there's that. Mm. I think I was a little bit, a little bit too high there. <laughs> so you're, uh, all right. So you're just sort of keeping the lid on the whole insanity thing, basically, with uh, with all the usual mechanisms in place. Yeah, I guess just uh, seeing how things go. And looking you, for, sorry. But you can do stuff with the church, but it's still kind of by distance, is it? It's actually I can actually go into church. I have a work permit, so uh, it's fine. We're not hurting anyone. All right, that's cool. So you, yeah. you, can you get together and jam some tunes or do something at least? Well, every Sunday we kind of get together, have our have our service. Uh, we can only have five people in the in the room. Ten people, including a religious leader, outdoors. So who does anything outdoors? Um, well, so, except for Jesus. Well, can't exactly. Well, you could do church outdoors, but um, 10 people. And how do you do a live stream outdoors? Despite the fact I would love to give it a try. I've been pitching it. Hey, come on, guys. Let's see if we can actually pull this off. But nobody wants to go for it. Oh, yeah, it's worth I a know. go, isn't it? Imagine just pick a car park or... Uh, it's or... not like we don't have a car park. It's we even, have a, we even have like a playground we could do it in. Or you could even go in the middle of the MCG or something. Um, that would be nice. No one, probably even, yeah. No one's using it. <laughs> True. So, it's getting in that would be an issue. <laughs> Possibly. Well, if not, well, I could probably it. get into Marvel Stadium. Like, my company does the AV for it. Oh, so. well, there you go. <laughs> just, We've, we, we did our sermon in front of 60,000 people. We didn't do it outside. We did it in front of 60,000 potentially, potential. 60,000 60, seats. Yeah, 60,000 60, seater. In a stadium of 60,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's all sorts of ways you can yeah. you can lie, lie about that. Mm. Uh, well, uh, Tim, okay, that sounds that sounds all right, mate. You, you're keeping mm-hmm. yourself moving along forward. Uh, Do you wake up every morning and practice your scales on the piano? I haven't practiced scales since I... Don't, I've never practiced scales. Oh, so you <laughs> Let's just be honest. You just rely. I would on just your... rock up every. I would rock up every week for several years for piano lessons and just fake it. Because I think cause, my luck was running out near the end of it. Because you've got your magic ear. You don't have to worry about scales. You can just. No, hear. it's 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 mostly for finger technique, and I have to say I am, I am sorely lacking now. Oh, I. Let's see, this is what COVID's done. It's it's robbed you of all your musical genius. No, 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 it's not necessarily COVID. It's been like that for a while. Even my piano teacher said, yeah, your finger technique is terrible. You choose all the slow pieces because you know you can't handle anything fast. It's like, oh. thanks. That's uh, great advice. It sounds like something Adam would say to me. Yeah, mm. it, sounds like, it sounds like another way of being abused. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. I don't, I don't really, I don't really. Yeah, you, you don't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. Well, uh, all right. Well, when all this is over, you're going to have to come up and say hello to me up here in New South Wales, and we'll have to absolutely, yeah, we'll have to shoot something, we'll have to do something t- exciting, and and I don't know what, do something. A fight? No, we should do that random. Here's a challenge for you. I want to do a sequel to Random. Oh my Still, gosh. I think about it, but maybe just so the shooting schedule isn't so hectic, let's yeah. find a way to do it in one take. One take film. Oh, one take film. How long? What feature length? Well, I was hoping for feature length, but that's another thing we could try. It's let's let's break it up into three stories, or four stories. So it's three, four, three or four thirty-minute films. All right. Similar theme. 
Each of them one take. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Th- so, um, so well, because the feature length would be 70 minutes minimum, wouldn't it? There's a lot of controversy about that. I'd probably say 75 to 80. I probably wouldn't want to go any lower than 80 just to be safe. Mm, mm, all right. 75, 80. All right. So. But 30 minute segments. 30 minute segments of. Wow. What's it? Random. The sequel. Mm, oh, gosh. I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to think about that. Well, <laughs> we could. We'd ha- it'd have to be ex- have to be exciting. There'd have to be a lot of something dynamic going on because it, it mm. could be a bit tedious otherwise. Mm. Well, sure, we'll find it. Yeah, all right. We, well, we did that dream sequence, didn't we? Oh, did we ever? Oh. That's uh, painful. Oh. That was because it was going to be a it's going to be a a, f- a long sh- long short film or a short feature at some point, and then mm. we added this twenty minute minute bit right in the in the last the last sort of uh, act. And then just suddenly made it a feature-length film. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. I'm proud of you. Yeah. How do you feel? Oh, well. It's I not d- the first. Sorry. I just wanted to get it over the over the, over the, the line. That's I don't blame I you. It wouldn't be the first accidental feature film I was involved with. I Did I ever tell you the film I did before that with some friends? We wanted to do this comedy war film. Um. I don't know what we were attempting to do. Uh, I guess I assumed we were going to make a short for fun. We just kept the script changing. We kept writing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, we ended up with 90 minutes. Oh, that's good. Purely accidental. It was great. Yeah, well, I think that's where the 90 minutes comes from, I think, isn't it? People just sort of thinking, that sounds, feels about right. You know, this story needs... That feels about right. That feels about right, and that's what feature length really means. It means it's Mm. a feel-about-right time. What was what is it like? Three tissues and one bladder. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good equation. Mm. And for those budding film students out there, there's clearly with that one uh, description, that that one definition of what feature length really is, um, mm. you should be signing up for Timothy David Mitchell's uh, filmmaking tutorials. Accidentally make a feature film. How to accidentally make a feature film. Uh, on Facebook, you can look him up, and he'll be selling uh, tickets very soon on online Zoom, of course. It's, uh, it's uh, how how much was the comedy thing that you and I went to? The comedy oh, it was nothing. What? That was ten bucks. It was ten bucks per person. Okay, well, I'm not charging ten bucks. Hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> accidentally to make a feature film, and then you'll pay your ten bucks, and then you realise that the class was actually. How to accidentally become a millionaire. <laughs> Which, no, I purposely become a millionaire. I fucking, sorry, I scammed you. Indeed. Sorry, I was in the mood. No. Sorry, you can, you can edit that out, can't you? I can edit that out, of course, but you don't have Thank to. You. I don't have to. Oh, yeah, that's your call. I know, I know you disapprove of that, so no, I no, I'd, 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 I'd apologise. I just don't, I don't swear, but I don't put that, I don't put that uh, limit on anyone else. And I, if if it was my circumstances were different, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably swear as well. Yeah, no, that's fine. I but get sworn in my film, anyway. Sorry. I have. Yes, there is. There is evidence of me uh, doing yeah. that. Sort it's not of like thing. you said. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's not like you're a horrible person. Besides, you are. You're an actor. <laughs> this is what you do. This that's is right. what you do. I'm not a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You want to oh, the character and you bring them to life. It's Honestly. So good talking to you. If you did if you hadn't sworn or said any horrible things for that role, uh to quote Tarantino when um Leonardo DiCaprio said he didn't want to say any racist things for a racist character, if you don't go all the way, people will hold it against you for the rest of your life. It's exactly right. If you're not exactly because at the in- insincerity, it's the the fact that you're not being authentic uh will, will that follows you around. Mm. And uh, and then you got no way of explaining it then either. Yeah. Because if it wasn't the character, then it was kind of, well, then what was it? It's go hard or go home. Besides, that's what you paid millions of dollars for, to do the uncomfortable thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, be in the snow up to your uh, mm. eyeballs in, in um, bison dung. That's what <laughs> you paid to do. And get it done, mate. <laughs> get it done. All right. Well, 
Timothy David Mitchell. We might have to and call John Debbie because we've been we've been talking for a bloody long time, mate. That's impressive, like almost an hour. I know, and we've covered lots of bases. And I just wanted to feel you. I just wanted to feel you, bro. Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I miss you too, bros. I miss you. It's like, why does it have to be like this? Why? Why this distance? Oh my god! I'm COVID. I'm just put in my diary. Timothy David Mitchell. Why? Well, but soon, soon it'll be over, and then we'll have a whole different dynamic happening, and uh, we can get on and make all those, um, all those very violent uh, uh, movies that you want to make. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, in in consideration of your Christian uh, perspectives, of course, you know, of course, all yeah. these all these things taken into proper consideration. Absolutely. Ah, oh, but as always, it's so bloody delightful talking to you, mate. Thank you so much. I've been, I enjoy talking to you as well, bros. It's and like connecting with an old friend. Or literally, you're older than me, yeah. so you are an old friend. I am old and a friend, yes. You are. Exactly. Yeah. Those people don't know, I'm 47. And Timothy David Mitchell is... 28. 28. So there's only 19 years between us. It seems to be getting shorter the distance between us, the older that we get. Does that seem you realise right? as soon as you die, I'm going to catch up to you really quickly. Yeah. 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 No, as soon as you get, as soon as I get to the age where things are making less, well, you will be at a point where there's the clarity of the, 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 the thinking will be, and then it's going to be like, oh my gosh. And then it'll be like, whoa, stop everyone. Stop. Yeah. I, I can see that. <laughs> Did I make any sense just then? I don't know. Uh, no, I think you've hit the senile stage. If, if no one heard, it, it didn't happen. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, Keep telling yourself that on your podcast that has recorded evidence of you going senile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Timothy David Mitchell. Thanks for, thanks for being on the podcast, Norm. But not as My we know pleasure. It. Yet again, this is like the third time you've been on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the fourth. Indeed, so am I, and we'll get some catch-up on the old Tinder situation. Oh, yeah, good no, idea, sounds right? good. All right, see you then. Catch you, man. There's a special guest joining me every week, folks, helping me to nut out the new normal. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.